Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast, Indianapolis Supercross Wrap-Up. This podcast is brought to you by ThorMX, presented by ThorMX, brought to you by BTOsports.com. ThorMX, the choice of gear of, uh, oh, I don't know, Ryan Villapoto, who won again. And uh, Indianapolis Supercross has come and gone. We are 11 rounds into a 17-round series. Things are uh, heating up, as they say. And uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Um, with me on the line is uh, my boss, the RacerX Online Editor of everything, Jason Wygamp. Where were you this weekend, Stephen? I'm very sorry, Jason. I, I did not make it. I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. We had your name called at Rogers meeting roll call, $100 <laughs> fine. Is that all it is, 100 bucks? Do they even do it anymore? Yeah, they do oh. it. They do it. Yeah. Oh, they oh do. Yeah. 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 JT, Jason Thomas, the other guy, is it 100 bucks? I think it's 200 <laughs> don't, oh. don't you think Chad would everything. just? Don't you think Chad would just be like, Hey, here's a check. Let me write you one right now. <laughs> I'm sure it probably is escalating if you just did it that way. Like right. they would, you know, yeah. um, make it worse. Yeah, I was not at Indianapolis, gentlemen. I don't know if either one of you noticed. I don't know. It was kind of nice. Yeah, all right. No yelling, no arguments, no, no, no hey, where are we going to eat? None of those, none of that talk. Lots of Bubba Burgers left over. Right, right. Um, Actually, several teams commented on the the <laughs> – the additional food they had left over. I'm not joking. This was a recurring joke throughout the day. Really? Yes. Yep. And that's the funny thing. I I don't want to get into this too much, but we you can back, back me up. It's not like I'm an eating machine. It's not like no, I'm just no, shoveling. I, I know JT would. And here's the best part. Like, one of the guys making the joke, Alan Brown's like, I'm serving lunch today. And I'm like, nobody serves lunch. Everybody serves dinner. And he's like, well, because Mathis isn't here, we have an excess and we can do this. Yeah. And he's like, although, like you say, Mathis doesn't actually eat a lot, I lived with him for five years. So even though everyone knows, <laughs> right, right, right. we still make the joke. And that's fine. I, I run with it and I go with it. Um, um, you know, but, uh, um, well, so this is going to be, a, you know, a few things. First of all, watching on TV blows chunks. Okay. Um. Uh, here's something I found out about TV. You guys, are you ready? You both sitting down. Yeah, you can I'm only down watching it. In fact. You can only see what they show you. I know, I know. It's groundbreaking. I know, but there were so many. Like honestly, I found myself going like, I would look at the running order, and I would see, say, Canari, a buddy of mine, Bobby Canari. He's seventeenth. I would find myself cramming my eyes at the very outskirts top of the screen to see if I can see what's up with Bobby. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to, it, it was, it was jacked up. I was like, what's going on? You know, they, these guys never get shown. They, you have no clue at home. Chad Reed never got shown once. I mean, there could have been a gorilla on the back of Chad Reed's bike and that's why he got a bad start. You, you do not know. 
You don't know. And, and, and if anything, if anything, it makes me feel better about my writing, my observations, as it was, as it were, because I feel like, hey, jackhole criticizing me. You didn't see this. I did. And I spoke to the mechanic and I spoke to the rider and I spoke to the team. You really got to be there. Uh, I think that could be Supercross's new slogan. Supercross, be there. What Supercross, you you'll see more than you can on TV. Right, right, yeah, yeah right. Great, great marketing. <laughs> Thank you. Angle there. Supercross, better than TV. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Wygant? Groundbreaking stuff, huh? Yeah, but uh, I, I, I think these podcasts are taking a turn to the bitter. Um, so I don't. Let, let's not let's not aim it at the people criticizing the observations or whatnot, and just say that um, in general. There's always going to be advantage of going the event live. That's what journalists do no, everywhere. Th- th- yeah, that, that's, they, they send reporters to Afghanistan to report in Afghanistan. That's why we go to the races. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, I just feel better about my stuff a little bit because I didn't know what was going on. And so when I'm there, I know I can watch other things on the track and see what happened. And I can watch everybody and everything. And I just I feel better about myself. That's all. It's a motivator for sure because, honestly, with the advent of live TV, um, which is pretty new, uh, it, it almost makes you think, like, man, what are we even doing here? Like, how much can we even tell people that they don't already know? There's a lot. But no, there's a lot. There is a lot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I wonder that myself, too. Like, once these live shows started to happen, I'm like, are we po- is there a point for us even doing what we do for a living? Oh, no. No, for sure. I, right. Absolutely. I, and like I said, it it's the first race I missed in, you know, I missed Daytona last year. And so... It just reinforced, like, oh, wow, there's a lot of shit that I w- I have a lot of questions right now as a fan. I have a lot of questions about what's going on. And this TV show, no fault of the TV show, uh, this TV show is not showing me, not answering my questions. Uh, uh, Alessi, Canari, um, Weimer, um, you know, they're not answering my questions. And it's not, again, not their fault. It's just the way it is. So, um, yeah, anyways, um Let's get to first thing. Uh, outdoor pits, uh, first time at Indy. Outdoor pits. Crowd was in there. Was it in the same location? Uh, out back there, kind of by the by the loading ramp. Yeah, it was. I don't know what changed. Um, okay. Where they made? I don't. Any 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 idea why they decided to make it open this year? They had the space. It would seem like every other year too. Yeah, I don't know. Was it so? How was it? It was great. I mean, it was packed. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit cold, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was cold, but it wasn't like no way am I going to go out there. Like right. the fans were not discouraged. You just wear a jacket. The autograph lines were long. Um, no, it was it was a big upgrade. I think for the event, it was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. How's the track, JT? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> not great. It, it, there wasn't much passing going on. It looked really tight in spots. It was one of, man, we keep harping on this, but it was one of the most difficult tracks to pass on I've ever seen. You just said that about just the last three weeks. You've said that right. every week. And, you, and people are going to say, how could you say that? The guy right. that won the 120, the lights class or 250 class came from last, you know what I mean? But when you really, really watched it, yeah, like the, especially the 450 class, those guys could not pass each other at all. Just well, couldn't do it. Look, I love Pooh Sipes. Uh, who doesn't? Um, he's about a hillbilly as hillbilly. Every 450 rider in that heat race, actually, would <laughs> right. be the answer to that. Uh, he's about as hillbilly as hillbilly comes, and you've got to love him for it. 
he's holding off, and and you know you could say in the heat you could say, well, he's holding off Barsha. Barsha must be having a bad night. But oh no, he's holding off Barsha. He's holding off Canard. And was it Dunge? Was it another guy Dunge? Um, there's yeah, Canard, Barsha, and Dunge. We're all there's there. three of the world's best riders who Pooh has never beaten. He's never beaten. No offense to Pooh, never beaten. And he is handling those guys' business. You know uh, that that made me realize right there that uh, something was up with the track a little bit. Do you agree, JT? Yeah, it was painfully obvious. You just watch those guys come up on him, do everything possible to make a move, couldn't do it, would lose time doing it, catch right back up to him, try something else crazy because there was only option, lose more time, and then it turned. At one point, there was literally a pack of six or eight guys that were just running into each other in every turn, like running into the back right, of each other. Right. I'd never seen anything. It was like a dog fight back there. It was pretty intense. Yeah, and good good for Pooh though, mid main. Ah, he rode well. It's not his fault. Right. You know? Yeah. No, not, no, for it's sure. It's totally not his fault. Right. It's just, uh, it's not good racing. That's for sure. I, I don't, you know, it's, I think it's hard for them to just draw up a track and say it's going to turn out like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, again, before we get to, uh, Thor MX's Ryan Villapoto, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up. Um, how bad is Millsaps' knee? What kind of sense did you get from him, Jason, uh, uh, after you interviewed him? Well, again, I should say, you're both named Jason, so Weech. Yeah, I talked to him before and after uh, the race, and um, he said, first of all, he doesn't even know what the injury is because he doesn't want to know because, like, what's he going to do? Like, right. he's, got, he's got a race. He's got to try to ride during the week, so it doesn't really matter what the, the injury is, so he's just going for it. But he says it's weird because he has some days where it's bad. Like, it definitely was bad at Hangtown. Or, sorry, Hangtown, Hangtown. Daytona. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. at Daytona, I think I'm thinking Hangtown because, A, that's a little bit more of an outdoor track. So no, longer, you're, thinking, race, it's you're thinking that it's scripted. Everything is scripted. You just gave it away. What's that? You just gave it, gave it away. Millsap's knee will be sore. You have the script from Davey, and the script says his knee will be bad at Hangtown. Right, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually, spoiler alert. Right, um, right. No, he said it was bad. Hangtown was the worst-case scenario because that's when he had just done Daytona. it. Um, did I say it again? <laughs> yes, you did. All right, well, we don't have to do a podcast a week after Hangtown, at least. Right. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. It was really bad going into Daytona because it had just happened, and that's the worst, worst track in this race. It's rutted. It's rough. Um, he said it was really bad there. Uh-huh. And then he said sometimes during the week, there are times where it doesn't bother him, and he's like, okay, I'm good. And then – you know, one little thing or something mm-hmm. strange will happen, and it's really bad. And he said in practice it was horrible. But he said in the heat in the main, he didn't even feel it. And he doesn't know if that's just adrenaline or mm-hmm. what, but right. he's encouraged that he can maybe take go back to a regular schedule this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told me it came down to he just got pumped up in the main because he's basically ridden like once or twice in the last two, three weeks. Right, right. So uh, he said it was just total arm pump. But he looked fast, actually, you know, the first couple laps before that happened. He was battling. Yeah. So he's actually encouraged, if anything. I think it was a, a, a step forward. RV's won Indy four times in a row now. Wow. Uh, um, and and when, he, when he went for the lead, man, it was like someone hit nitro on his bike. Like he was just aggro for like four corners. It was, it was pretty impressive. Um, there were parts in the main where I thought um, Dungey was actually quicker. Like when Dungey, Dungey had a <laughs> hard to find different lines on that track. But yeah. That outside. And it looked like Dungey was really going to have something for him. And about halfway through, I think David Bailey used to say, like, Villapoto just <clears throat> manufactured some extra speed. Like, he just found a way to right. do a half-second a lap that he 
ordinarily wouldn't have had, but it was just pressure and he was just going for it. And it, it paid off. I, I thought Dungey might have had him, but let's, he wouldn't let it happen. Let's ask the racer on this podcast. Uh, JT, what about that rhythm that Dunge was doing? What did you think? Did you see it in track walk? Was anybody else doing it? Again, watching it on TV, uh, every single ride I went to the inside on that off-camber. Yeah, obviously in track walk, um, before you really know how the track's going to turn out, a lot of guys were looking at it quite a bit. Um, and then in practice, guys were trying to to make it work, trying to find other you know ways to possibly make it viable. And then uh, it really just never came around too much. You saw like you saw what Dino did trying to make it work the first lap. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it just um, the, you know obviously the inside's always the safest line, and you, you never want to go out there and, and leave the inside unprotected. Um, and really, the section before it didn't really leave the make it the outside that great. So, yeah, I saw Dungey doing it, um, but even the way he was doing it, I don't know that he would have ever been able to make a pass there. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I think Villapoto could come out of the inside of the turn, and then as long as he stayed on the left, going down the straightaway, you know, where yeah, was Dungey going to go? Next turn was a left, right? Yeah. So um, it may have been quicker at times, but I'm not sure that it would have, you know, same thing with Pusites. Like, they were trying to do it to him, too, and he would just go right down the left side, yeah, what do you carry the inside, <laughs> and then block it. I talked to Villapoto today. He actually called me um, just to yell at me for a bunch of things, but... I, I said I brought up that that rhythm JT to him and, and I said well what about that rhythm and he's like well you know typical you know Villapoto he's like I knew he was doing it but he goes if I tried to do it and I knew it was probably a little quicker he goes but if I tried to do it he would have got me on the inside he goes I, I had no choice I had to go to the inside or he would have gotten me that way by setting me up for the inside do you agree with that do you see what that would have happened I yeah I think so yeah, um, yeah. I think he. It's, yeah, it's like I said, like it's one of those things where maybe it was faster, but what yeah. was Dungey going to do with it? Right, right. There was really, you know, Greg, yeah, you, you're right on him now, but are you going to be able to, because it was a left there, yeah. all the way down the straightaway, left, so carry the inside. Then you went over that little, uh, like, kind of floater double across the start. Then you're inside for the left again. So, you know, yeah. it was just like left, inside, inside, inside. Like, where? how are you ever going to make it work? Yeah. Just kind of, you he, know, great. Yeah, you made time, but there's nothing you can do with it. He was impressive, though, huh, why again? Again. He's on a roll. Villapoto or Dungey? Villapoto. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it wasn't even great in practice, but I even think that was a by, uh, byproduct of the track. Yeah, like he was right. eighth, right? They couldn't get clean laps in. Like, yeah. if a dude was in, everybody had to go to one line. I think the qualifying was a little bit weird because I don't know if everyone got a quality lap in because there's just nowhere to go. Yeah, did you uh, go over there after practice and, like, start talking about raining yellow and stuff? Like, what was it? Oh, I, I did, man. I tried to fill in your role as best possible. Yeah. Came in there and said the steward was fast in practice. It's raining yellow. Um, last week was just a tire, uh, bad t- calculation on the tire, but they won't make that mistake again. You're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, they said who's in the points lead, how many titles has he won the last couple of years, how many races has he won this year, right. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They were not worried. It was yeah. the standard thing. Yeah. And I felt even better when Villapoto said, your riding's even worse than, Math- than Mathis's. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm in. Right, right. I'm in the club. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, Dunge was good, though. Uh, I thought that was a good race by Dunge. Uh, he doesn't normally catch those guys. He doesn't catch a lot of guys that are on his level, if you know what I mean. And here comes the bashing, but it's true. But good ride for him to figure that out, to change a line. To I mean, regardless of whether he would have done it, done anything with it or not, he caught Ryan Villapoto. And credit for Villapoto for pulling away, but I think um, – 
great ride by Dunge, right, uh, Wygant? Well, yes and no. Yeah, for sure. It was, I think, a little more aggressive than we've seen from Dungey. It was a, you know, more of a display of raw speed, where usually his thing is a little bit different than that. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But I think also you look at, as he told me, Villapoto was making time basically all the way around the track except for that rhythm. So if it weren't for that line, you would just be looking at, wow, Villapoto's got these guys covered yeah. on speed okay. big time. Right. So it, it almost lucked out that he happened to have one trick up his sleeve that Villapoto couldn't use because he didn't lead mm-hmm. that allowed the race to stay as close as it was. I mean, you're definitely seeing, though, is is this the cream rising to the top thing? Is it just going to end up? How about that? After all of this, it's just the Ryans again? That's the way it's starting to look. They're one yeah. through the last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fastest lap times, too. You know, one, two fastest lap times the last two weeks, yeah. all that. Um I mean, Millsap's still second in points, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the last couple of weeks, they've, they've been on a little bit different level than everyone else. Well, it was, it was telling today when I was speaking to RV, I spoke to him about uh, the points, said something about the points, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm 17 up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. okay, all right. I said, what about Millsaps? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he kind of corrected himself there. But, um. Uh, a scary crash with um, Kennard and Barsha. You, uh, Thomas, uh, JT, did, did did they hit, do you think? What was the... It looked like barely. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really tell from the, the angle I had on the replay. I don't know why Trey would have come off, come off his bike like that unless right. they made some kind of contact. It does seem weird, like he just leaped off of it. Like yeah, it just doesn't make any sense otherwise, you know. He he wasn't really out of shape or nothing was going wrong other than some kind of contact yeah. that caused that. So right. I could be wrong there. And, and I really don't think it was anybody's fault. You know, it was just like what Pingree wrote about last week. It was that all that scrubbing, someone's going to, you know, right. someone's going to crash because of it. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit foretelling. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really know if Trey was mad at Justin or what the situation was, but it definitely a uh, scary moment for sure. I think everybody in the whole stadium was holding their breath. Weej, uh, I asked RV the same question, and I think we can all remember, we can all predict his answer. If Stewie doesn't stall it, does he win? Uh, that's that's kind of hard to say because, I mean, you saw Villapoto and Dungey were laying down some serious laps. I think even Stewart, um, I, I didn't get to talk to him directly, but talking to the other guys on the team, I think even he knew, like, he was pumped. He was There was going to be a battle on his hands, but yeah. I don't think he even necessarily is like, well, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From Villa. So it's hard to say. I think it would have been a battle, and then who knows. But I, I don't think he was just going to wax everybody. JT, how gnarly was that rut in that turn and everything right there? Jesus. Well, yeah, that's where everybody why was did, going all day. Why didn't day, they you know? fill it in? They did. They did. They kept they kept fixing it. But really? when every Jeez. bike on the track <laughs> right. is going to the same single, you know, three feet <clears throat> over and over and over, it's not going to last long. I noticed in the main uh, RV and, and Dunge and probably other people too, but those were the ones that they were showing. They were get going tighter and tighter, you know, making a new rut, a new exit rut. Yeah, they were yeah. trying to trying to yeah. mix it up. But to answer your question about James, I do think he would have won. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, just because I don't I don't think RV would have been able to find anywhere to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, I mean, he had a little bit of a gap, and yeah, I just don't I don't see it. James was fast all day. I mean, I, right. James was the fast in practice, killed everybody in the heat, and then the main cat already had a little gap, so. Mm-hmm. Not really sure. Even if RV was faster, which he really hadn't closed on him at all, yeah. I don't know what he would have done when he got there. You know, and that that's really more the track than anything. Your uh, your guy Chad Reed, bad start. 
looked like he rode well. He had a good lap time. He had the uh, uh, one, two. He had the fifth best lap time of the night, but uh, not happy afterwards. Nah, just bad starts and put yourself in a bad situation <laughs> and can't. You know, everybody's going fast and yeah. can't pass. So I imagine. I imagine any of those guys that they knew ten feet off the line how their how their whole main event was going to go. Yeah, it's just riding it out at that point, but you know you're screwed. Look at the Bubble Burger BTOsports.com team. 7-8. Yeah, good night for those guys. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Really what do you mean good. for those guys? That's you, JT. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying rider-wise. Like, the whole, uh, obviously, the whole team, yeah. it's great. But as sort of some other individual racer night, they had a great night. Shorty was uh, third at one point. Uh, yeah, he was fourth for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Just kind of got eight up a little bit? Like. Yeah, I mean, he just... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's really in a in a place yet to really go get a podium or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you, um, it's definitely you, a step in the right direction. I mean, if you look at the way it's been over the last few weeks and then look at last night, it was miles better. Be happier with the tires? I, I don't know. I, I didn't really talk to him too much, but I know traction wasn't terrible, so that may have helped some. Um, and I don't think it's a huge problem with the tires. It's just an adjustment. Yeah. They're, yeah. You know, it's just different. So right. I'm sure it's going to be getting better and better, and he'll get more used to it and – when the conditions are changing, he'll have an idea of what he wants to change to yep. versus just guessing at it. Um, Gerke was good. Yeah, Gerke caught, made up some points on Tickle. Uh, Tomac's last race, um, I guess, why again, his start wasn't there. So that meant his main event wasn't there. Yeah, and certainly that's a factor. But I, several times throughout the day, people said, man, I totally forgot Tomac's out there. You know yeah. what I mean? He races, practice even. Uh, I... His hype was at such a ridiculous level. It was. It was ridiculous. Okay, and, and maybe that was unsustainable. But does that mean then that these four races actually put a little dent in his – I mean, people pay like crazy. We were just talking about before this, before we did this podcast about riders don't have to put guns to teams to get paid and get contracts and stuff. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to fall over themselves for telling like anyway. But yeah. is this in any way, shape, or form dampen it a little bit, you think? I don't think so because his qualifying yeah. times were good, you know, yeah. and you can, you know, people are always just going to overlook. They're going to see what they want to see, and they'll see those qualifying yeah. times. And the kid is awesome. Let's face it, uh, his dad's gnarly, and um, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think it shows, like, it shows something when a math when a Matt Gurky uh, or Andrew Short, maybe eh, not Short, but a Gurky. I mean, he beats Eli Tomac. You know what I mean? Like, Gerke's probably going to make a quarter, JT, of what Tomac's going to make. Gerke? Yeah. A quarter? I would say less than that. 15% of what Eli Tomac's going to pull in? Yeah, probably. And, uh, and you know, uh, and Gerke beat him. And, and he's not far off of him in the, some of the other races either. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, I guess it doesn't matter who, you, how big of a name or how big a check you have. You come, come, comes back to what it always comes back to. Tomac is, you know, they think he's capable of winning races mm-hmm. once he gets it dialed in, and that there people yeah. are willing to pay big money for that. Always and, have been, always probably will be. And outdoors, I'm taking Tomac all day long over a Matt Gurkey or, you know. Well, you just have to. I mean, yeah. and that's not a knock on Matt Gurkey. You just no. have to look at age, potential, history, all that stuff. I right. mean, it's just, you know. No different. Yeah, these are these are part time rides. Let's not forget. Like this, he just jumped in in the yeah. middle of the season. Yeah. You know, where this was there program? Was there any more rumors about him next year going around? No, I, I, I never made it over there. Uh, no. Like like I said, he was he was like a ghost. 
Yeah. All day, people were like, "Hey, I forgot that." My my, my guy Swiss Corps was there and, and said uh, after the pit, after the words, it was so cold, it was a ghost town out there too. So, um, they had skirts up, even like full skirts and windows yeah. during the day. Why well, no did that? Yet another Pike Canary LCQ battle. Yes, please keep them coming. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You guys must have been dying up there, just like oh geez. Although well, it was let sad. Me go one step before well, that, okay. Uh, you had tweeted really Pike during the heat race with. With Blose, um, but that was like JT was saying, there were like five bikes in the same corner at the same time. So is Pike now like public enemy number one over there with Enfab Tyloob, or is this just all incidental? I, I I didn't like that move in the heat. Really? Like, no, really? like like dude, there are like five bikes in one corner. You're not going to pull that off. You're basically going for Blose and not even worrying about the dudes behind you and the dudes. You know, I mean, it was all because of the track design, but. I thought it should have been like a little more patience. Like, I mean, I didn't see him him making that move at all, pulling out. I mean, JT, did you see it in, in a TV show or? No, I, I pretty much missed it. I saw Blows go into the turn, and then right. honestly, there were so many damn bikes everywhere <laughs> yeah. bunched up that right. I it, I just wasn't focused on that. I so. just think he should have waited. But regardless, uh, LCQ battle. I didn't like it because he passed top Jimmy Albertson. Yeah. Props to Jimmy though for coming on the last couple laps, but. Um, I like Weston though. Like he's second, he's gonna make it, but he still tr- looks like he's trying to kill Canari. Like, you know, <laughs> he just doesn't care. He's a nihilist. Um, you know what I mean? No, like there's no laying up for him. There's no laying up, JT, which you've said many times. Yeah, they just yep. going for it's it, just, especially the way things have it. have yep. gone. You there's, right. can't be complacent out there at all. Tenth place in the main event. If wow. I, I sometimes wish that. Uh, a one Kenneth Watson would still be here on a Monday night where I could look over at him and say, hey, Kenny, Weston Pike, 10th place. You're two guys, 11th, 12th. <laughs> what kind of money difference you think is there, well, Kenny? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would have been good. And then, you know, of course, watch the fireworks happen. Um, good You're job. You're an idiot, bro. Yeah. You're an idiot. Right. Yeah. Uh, but good job for Pike, man, right? Yeah, he rode he rode really well. Well, I mean, honestly, they didn't show him in the main. So, sort of start tenth or like, what what did he do to get? Yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Guys crashing out, and he was just kind of solid. And I really didn't notice him either. Right. Um, Yeah, he was just putting in laps, and guys were crashing and up and down. And yeah, I mean, he was just Mm -hmm. you know quiet tenth place really, but solid as you would expect. Did he kick anything over? Um, looking for me to kick over, perhaps. Didn't see any. I think the only thing kicked over was the other ten guys he beat. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> Tickle and Hill. Tickle fell in the first turn, right? Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. down with yeah. Weimer and uh, Pooh. Yeah, uh, Weimer's bike broke. Right? Is that what we kind of gather? Or bent up? Is no, bike... he crashed twice. Oh, he did. Yeah, he crashed on the start hard, like bad. Right. And I didn't think he was getting up, and then he got up and crashed again. Um, in that, the where Dino crashed and where mm-hmm. Dungey was going outside. Yeah. In that turn, he crashed somehow there and was down for a long time again. Mm. And actually, a few guys almost hit him there because they went outside and almost hit him. All right. So, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good main event at, at all. It seemed like he had a good day going. Like, his heat rate, his practice times, he was third in one of them, which I, you know, was shocked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely wasn't a good main event. Yeah, I thought Weimer was going to be back. He tweeted it, too. Well, um, step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, right. No, no way to look at, you know. 
And uh, sure, if, I'm sure if you said you're going to have a really rough night, but you're going to be third in one practice, I'm, you know, yeah, he's had bad main events every week, so probably take it. Let's go uh, to our expert JGR guy here. What's up with Brayton Weege? No, uh, no happy campers over there. Both Brayton himself yeah. and the rest of the team. Um, hey, they're doing a Weimer interview. I'm watching on the TV show right now, so that would answer the question. Mm-hmm. So, see, all you got to do is watch a TV show. That's all I need to do. You don't need to go to the races. Uh, yeah, as far as Brayton, they don't even really have an answer, and neither does he. Um, his answer uh, had uh, Chase Stallow, who's also with us, go over there and interview him, and he said, I just got to get better. It's on me. Got to get better. I just need to get better. And, like, honestly, if you look at it, what do you get, 13th, I think? Uh, yeah, 13th. It was only, like, three or four races ago that he was knocking on the door. And he could, yeah, you know, he yeah. could get top five if, if things worked out. It was, you know, he wasn't holding the dudes up. He was pretty much right there on the pace of that. Yeah, San Diego and Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So that's All what's right. so strange about it, that he's dropped back that far, but he's not happy. They're not happy. I mean, they're, they're getting, like, shots to the chin, the nuts, the stomach. Like, <laughs> when know. you're watching Stu's rebuilt themselves, so Stu's going good again. Millsap's leading the points. <laughs> they Grant's out. They get Chisholm for basically three laps. He's out. <laughs> And start falling apart for Brayton. Right. It's not you know, happy over there. When you, when you have a brand new team with, you know, millions of dollars behind it, and you pick Hanny as one of your guys, I think that, I think that sort of gets the stink on you, and there's not much you can do. H and H, they sort of have a stink on them. You know, Mitch. What has Mitch done since Hanny left? Been tough. Baggett won the outdoors, all right, but stink. It's one of those. These stinks on you. You know, can't get rid of it. Really, tomato, tomato, tomato uh, juice, and a, and a soaking. That's it. That's really, what you gotta do. <clears throat> I'm kidding. This is your theory. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, listen, listen. This is this is the worst JGR year maybe ever, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, I don't know why Davey made fun of me the other day in an editorial meeting. I'm being dead serious. Uh, Coy Coy Gibbs wants a. Uh, flowchart of supercross but why don't we do one of their riders because think of all their fill-ins they had you know gavin grasick and uh paluzzi and and um christian craig and like we should they've had so many guys ramsey burner right yeah they've had a lot of guys we should do like some sort of chart yeah yeah it would be interesting um well just talk to patrick who's uh Brayton's mechanic alone. He's had like 12 riders or something in four years yeah. or something like that. Les Smith. Les Smith. Don't forget about him. Les Smith. Um, I feel like those, I mean, I talked to Coy a couple weeks ago. Man, he he was really depressed. Like, for real. Like, we we all know him. We've known him for a long time, all of us. And uh, I was surprised, man. He was depressed about Chiz's injury and Grant's injury and like, I don't know. It's not good. No, I know. And then there's another thing that obviously you have to wrap into this is the, the whole Yamaha deal uh, right now where no one's stoked, no matter who's running the team, people just aren't pumping that bike, yeah. making the whole brand look bad. It's just a rough combination. And it is a weird deal because, you know, I think the way they pitched it when they were trying to get, say, Dean Wilson last year was, hey, you know, we're, so- we're looking for two or three-year deals. You can't just look at what, yeah. say, the Yamaha bike is right now. Yeah, we they could be the best bike in 2015, and you'll you'll be on the ground floor potentially. And that that type of thing happens all the time, so that's a problem. Like, I think anyone, why would if you're a Tomac, for example, would you even take the phone call? I have not heard Wait. one 
JGR and Tomac talk. You right. Know? Right. And I don't know if that's because he isn't interested or maybe they just right. don't have the money or what, but I'm just saying, like, if you're a guy in that position, it didn't work out when they had Stewart. I don't know what would incentivize you to be like, let me look into that. <laughs> I mean, we can't even talk to JT about this because he hates the Yamaha. But, no, stop but it. But honestly, like, with Millsaps and Stewart, like, it couldn't work any worse. No. It, it couldn't. Stewart no. wins Hangtown. Mills, <laughs> Stewart wins Hangtown beating Davey Millsaps. And then Millsaps gets off the team and, and starts winning. I mean, I really don't believe it's the Yamaha. I, I think the bike isn't perfect and it takes some time to get used to and it's not perfect and all that, but it, it, you cannot just paint it that way. But but my God, like you said, just shots to the nuts repeatedly for JGR. <laughs> just just like one of those jackass videos. Yeah. I don't know. Brayton's got to figure it out, though, for sure. He's better than that. Now, did he fall? Bad start? Got to get better, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't talk to him, so I don't know if it was if there were any specifics. I'm not going to say yeah, either yeah. way. But I do yeah. know the the other problem I'd say is that you know Brayton has always traditionally been better supercross than outdoors. So it's like if you don't figure it out quick, now you're really up right. against. Because what are the chances? You know, all these guys will be racing outdoors, and most of them are just as good outdoors as in. So it's only going to get harder if, if there's only what six yeah. races left. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Kennard dropped from uh, fourth to sixth um, with his DNF, and Gerke pulled up close to Tickle. I know Forrest is looking at that battle, huh, JT, for 10th. He wants that 10th. Well, yeah, and it's, <clears throat> it's a lot of things. It's being in opening ceremonies every week, which sounds silly, but it's a huge deal yeah. for, for sponsors and recognition and right. really validity as a team, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's that's a huge huge draw. And then you look at with when you go into these negotiations at the end of the year, you're basically competing against other people for sponsorship dollars on some level. Um, so when you pull out the results sheet, that's that's when it's going to come down to uh, with some sponsors. You know, we are on that level. Look at our results. We have this guy. You know, okay, right, you're, right. we're going against this team. Look at where they finish. We beat them. Whatever. So uh, yeah, you have to take all that into account. So. Um, we're six races into Josh Hill's comeback, and nice to see him in the main every week, but the one where he was pretty sick, I guess. Uh, how's he doing, JT? I mean. That's, uh, I think it would depend on who you ask. Uh-huh. Um, for him, he's probably, uh, there's two sides of that coin. He's probably happy that he's in the main event every week for how the season started. But at the same time, he's probably looking at where he used to be. So at some point, at some point in his mind, he has to look at how how good he used to be. Yeah, and it's still got to be frustrating. Right. You know, he he may understand that times have changed and he may not be that guy anymore. But it's still when, once you've ever been at a certain level, it's it's hard to not be able to perform at that level anymore. And uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I've never been the guy that was up front, but I know where I used to finish, and then not to not be able to do that is hard. Yeah, so. I mean, let's face it. No one's putting your 2012 year into your highlight career DVD. Like, at your funeral, no one's showing that 2012 stuff. No, and, and that was a lot of me on me, too. Right, so. okay, yeah. But it's just frustrating. And, you know, I'm sure it's getting easier to accept, but it's still got to be hard. Yeah. Like, when he's so, riding around with, with guys that he feels like he should be 
much better then. He's right. like, damn, man, I just got lapped again. Like, I used to be battling with these dudes. So, like, where's his ceiling? Obviously, he missed two years. Is he a Brock Tickle? Gurky? Is that his ceiling now? What do you think? Uh, tough to say. He had okay. the talent to be much better than that. So yeah, but now will he ever be able to flip the switch again? I don't know. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to put a right. ceiling on a guy who's who at one time didn't have one. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> oh, hey. wow. Better than my stinking Hanson uh, analogy. <laughs> uh, Weege, what do you think? Where's his ceiling at? Where? where... <clears throat> uh, it might. We might never know because I think here's going to be the problem. Okay, so he's not racing outdoors. That's a one. Yeah. Only, only Tickle's going outdoors with that team. Right. And even if Hill were to get picked up, and I don't know if anyone would because that's never been his forte, and I don't know what in Supercross here has made anyone say, we need that guy. Yeah. So this season's probably going to not go well. He missed a lot of time with injury. I don't see what are the chances in the next six races he's going to bust out an unbelievable top five. It doesn't look likely, right? Right. So what are the chances he even gets a shot next year to show it? He's already run through his nine lives. I mean, he's gotten several opportunities already, so yeah. I don't know who's left to take a chance on him to really even figure it out. I think like a Tyloop team, right? NFAB team? That'd be his next step. Yeah, maybe. And then, you know, certainly he's still a name, so for a team yeah. like that, there, there's something to that. Right. But it's still not going to be where he is right now, which is a team that has, yeah. you know, essentially factory equipment, <clears> has <throat> very experienced hands behind the scenes, mm-hmm. some less capable than others like Kenny, but still experienced. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just, wow. Mark Johnson's running things over there now. I, I know they've got a lot. They do have a lot of people that obviously know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's this is his best chance. It's not working out, and we talk about this all the time. Like right. everyone's going to know that. Every team is going to say, "Well, we've already seen what Hill can do." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know if he's going to get there. I, it, it's a bummer, really. I mean, he's obviously made some of his own mistakes. He'll fully admit that. Yeah. But I think he wants to fix the rights those wrongs now, and he's just, <laughs> just not able to. Yeah. That's yeah. what hurts. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. Rex Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. 
championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villopoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. Uh, I talked to I talked to Leslie today via text. Uh, his rear brake got broken in that first turn, so he rode the whole race with no rear brake. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Who was that? Michael Leslie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering what he was doing. Yeah. He was just riding around. Right. Yeah. I wasn't sure. No rear brake. Yeah. Um, you think you think he'd be really good at that? Because, I mean, what are the odds that Tony disconnected his rear brake at one point to get him to learn how to use the front? A hundred percent. I mean, my dad did it to me. You know. So if my if my dad Tom if Tom did it to me then I guarantee Tony's doing that. Yeah, but the difference between your dad doing that to you on some beat down hammered piece of crap coal mine track Manitoba you grew track up on yeah, versus yeah, a supercross point. track yeah. in the stadium is a lot different. I hate when you make when you make good points. <laughs> uh, Phil Nicoletti, career best, fourteenth. Um, all right, two fifties. Any anything else on on the four fifties? Phil finally finished. Yeah, yeah, good job, Phil. I mean, it's it's you know, no, yeah, for him, not a great fan. You know, 14th isn't setting the world on fire, right. but I mean, he's had issues. And- um, you guys, and it seemed crazy on TV. I imagine if you were there, it was insane. The 250 main was 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 bonkers. Huh, why get crazy? Uh, yeah, it was one of the craziest things ever, and it still would have been if Wharton had not crashed in the last lap and won. It still would have been crazy. Right. You didn't even need that. That yeah. is just that took it from like on a scale of one to ten. Now it goes to like fifteen instead of ten, because it was still Moose Gap going from nineteenth to second, which is pretty good. Man, Wharton led every single lap. Oh, heartbreaking. Five second lead. Yeah, and it's not even his deal. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. You, as soon as he took the lead in the first lap from Peters and everybody else is back, I'm like, this is how Wharton goes about winning races. Like, he, right. he's never usually the fastest guy, but he knows what to do when he's in this situation. He will nev- He could run 30 laps and not throw it away like this. Yeah. Except, except it didn't happen. Wow. And, and doing some math, uh, some quick math, which I'm not very good at math. I've stated that a few times. But uh, doing some quick math, if uh, Wharton had won, he would be – uh, hold on. I forgot. I should have wrote it down. He would have been like eight points out of the lead. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you won? He would have been like something like eight points out of the lead. So huge, massive blunder. Blake Wharton. Instead, he is now, uh, he's 24 points out of the lead. So. I don't think that's the big factor as much as, you know, the, the bonus, the getting your name in the record book, et cetera, et cetera. Because I still feel that the way Muscan rode and Muscan still would have been ahead of him a little bit in points, I think, right? Even if he had finished second? Yeah, yeah. I think Muscan's still more of the threat. I mean, the, de- the dude had come from 19th to second, and he did win Daytona last week, so right. uh, I-, I still feel he was the bigger what? threat. The-, the bigger kick in the nuts is losing the raceway, not the points. Were you guys, uh, JT, were you, was it obvious that Muscan is coming? Like, I mean, was he just so, was passing dudes left and right? In the race? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, he was on hits. fire. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he actually was kind of with Will. Actually, yeah. I think he passed Will. Yeah, Will, Will said he got, a, got up right behind him. 
Yeah, and he, I mean, he pulled away. You know, yeah. there was a lot of factors. There was traffic and all these things, but Moose Cam was on a mission. Period. Right. Yeah, he he rode unbelievably tight, well. Tight, technical, a little ruddy track. Perfect for yep. that dude, right? Yep. No mistakes, and just yeah, he was just on it. Um, and Wilbur rode good too. Lost and all that is Wilbur's third. No, he from, rode great. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I think it's he got a little bit overshadowed by Moose Can's win. Right, right. But to come back to to third um, is still still awesome. I mean, say what you want about the class and obviously big yeah. jokes and comments and whatever, but at the end of, at when you know, you look at the result, I don't care who you're racing against, crashing the first turn and still get third, it's still awesome. JT, you were railing on this class on Twitter. I just it's just not <laughs> the strongest class. There's no way that happens in the West Coast. These guys are sure. all getting National points, by the way. Should and I, it, that's, should, that's the most infuriating <laughs> thing to me. It's should unreal. Should I remind you? Guys are getting national number points. <laughs> I can't um, believe it. Uh, did you guys see Wharton cut the track? Was that, is that, was that a surprise to both of you? It wasn't a surprise. It. I saw it coming. Oh, I knew oh. where he was sitting and kicking his bike, he was just going to go straight. Oh, okay. But I didn't, I didn't expect him to lose four spots over it. Right. I will say that. Yeah, how did they determine the four spots? I don't know. I, I guess they had to look at video and time and all that stuff. Here we go again with, with these guys. Right. Um, what about you, Wygant? What were you going to say? I didn't see it. You had no idea. Like, I didn't yeah. see. I thought he just got fifth. I didn't see him cut across track. Right. I don't even know. Right. Um, yeah, he, where he got up, his bike was basically facing, you know, it was kind of like his rear rear end was in the lane where he had crashed in. His front tire was facing the lane, the next lane. So he just kicked the his bike lane. and took off, you know. Yeah. And at that point, I don't think he cared. You know, <laughs> just, just get me off this track as fast as possible. If the finish line it was, you know, right. directly in front of me, he probably would just rode at it and rolled over it. Yeah. Literally, he was hoping Purple Rain was going to come down. Yeah, I think he was ready to jump off the roof of the Lucas Oil Stadium. He would die for you? Yeah. What's that? Die for He would die for you? I I can't even imagine how bummed he had right. to be. Would he go? Let's go crazy. You think? Um, I think if he would have had a little red Corvette, he would have drove it into a telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't think he was kissing anybody? <laughs> Maybe Carmen Electra. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that'd make you feel a little better. Um, let's 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 cover Dean Wilson. Man. JT, what happened? Just a critical he's, mistake, man. He's by his teammate, fastest guy all day, right? He's yep. in second behind his teammate, who he's clearly faster than, and it's his teammate, and it just looked like he spazzed out. Nah, to me, it was a typical track has been rebuilt. The jump face was different coming off that off camber, and you know, just wasn't ready for it. Had tried to you know tried to, he was already committed to the jump but mm-hmm. wasn't ready for how the the jump was shaped and ended up being way too far right and oh, hit him dude oh I mean that's it he's done yeah. I mean yeah. it's, it was just racing you know he was just yeah yeah it wasn't a big deal he had done that jump a million times in practice just, yeah well, uh, though, when that, they rebuilt the track the line was different that's my next question right. in practice. Dudes were going to the bottom and then going off, doubling off all day long, like just at, just when yeah, they it, weren't putting in fast laps when they were just Yeah, riding. it wasn't the ideal line, but right, right. everybody had tried it. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't like he did anything 
out of the ordinary. He just went to try to make that line work, and it happens a lot. You see when they rebuilt the track, um, you know, it's come to mind a few times. I remember Langston in 05 in the heat race. He crashed really bad trying to do this triple when they had kind of reworked the face of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just that, that stuff happens. We're not allowed to walk the track before the night show, so you're just basically guessing that how the, you know, right. especially the first lap, you're just guessing what the jump's going to be like. So, um, not you, not common, but it happens. Weed, you didn't go talk to Mitch Payton afterwards? No. Actually, when it came, it was so darn cold, there was basically, <laughs> every 250 guy was pretty much gone by yeah. the time the 450 main was over. I mean, they're, they're, they're hardly ever around as it is. Yeah. And uh, I had to make sure, obviously, I got um, Dunge and, and guys like that. So, yeah, by the time I get over there, they were gone. But, um, you know, it was really weird, the news of the injury, even today. He had a broken back, then it magically then wasn't broken. Yeah. I, I can't even keep up. I can't even keep up. Yeah, he tweeted that it was broken, he himself. So you felt pretty confident saying that. Well, we were mad because we were um, – Tom McGovern and Cowie PR were saying, hey – People are saying he has a broken back. He does not have a broken back. He does not have a broken back. I mean, that's a legit source. Um, that's the guy who told us that he was at the hospital in the first place. You know what I mean? So we went with that, and he said, can you do us a favor and basically let everybody know he doesn't have a broken back? It's probably going to be ribs and other stuff. And then two minutes later, Dean tweets that he does have a broken back. And then two hours later, we heard that that tweet is actually incorrect, even though it came from Dean himself. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean – yeah. Either way, I don't think you're going to see him back in, in Supercross. Disaster. Or, yeah, D- disaster. For a circuit. One win they're going to get out of him. Uh, out of Pro Circuit team. Title. Yeah, out yeah. of Pro Circuit. No. Uh, yeah, one win all year. One and you know what I mean is like he was their ace in the hole. And yeah. One race yeah. went out of it. No, I would have bet a lot of money that Dean Wilson would have won the East. No doubt. Going yeah. into it. Um, uh, Kyle Peters. Second place. Hmm. Good ride, for sure. Yeah. Sure, Star Racing would like to have a second place about now. Well, if I was a vindictive type of guy, I would have put out a tweet last night. Not you, though. Not you. No, not me, that. never. No, I would never do that. Uh, Jeremy Martin, what, what did happen to Jeremy Martin? Just crashes? Uh, Lance Vincent crashed in front of him, and then Jeremy Martin almost killed him. <laughs> like Really? He ran through him. <laughs> Seriously, it was bad. Right. Um. Yeah, and then uh, he, it wasn't Jerry Martin's fault at all. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty ugly for both of them, honestly. Huh. Peters, though, second place. Huh. And uh, how much credit are you looking for here? Fifth overall in the series. Oh, yeah, Martin. Uh, let me see. Oh, eighth for Martin. Oh, hmm. Funny. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are you looking for anyone to suck it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I would if I was a vindictive type, but I'm not that type of guy. Uh, good ride, though, right? I mean, you got. I mean, you guys were there. They didn't show them a lot on TV, but clearly a strong ride. Solid, for yep. sure. Uh, yeah. Catanzaro, fourth. Yeah. When did Will get him? How how near close or how close to the end did Will get him? Yeah, last couple laps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Oldenburg, LCQ to seventh. Yeah. Good job I, on I, that. I'm going to let Weege take over because I'm going to lose my mind over this <laughs> class. Hey, you weren't the only one. Um, the entire West Region 250 class basically tweeted and retweeted and responded to each other's tweets simultaneously. They did? After that main event. And like today each one. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember which guys it was. Uh, it was Baker, like Bogle, Sealy. Anderson. Yeah. Um, 
there were at least five guys that raced west said, hey, we should have raced east, huh? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Baker, um, God, I'm trying to remember who else. Anderson, uh, I think two of the Troy Lee guys, not Seeley, so that's uh, what that would have been Craig. No, Seeley, I Seeley saw did today. Seeley did today. Oh, yeah. then Seeley threw it in today, so let's go to a solid six. <laughs> yeah. But it's frustrating. That's those guys. We that's a that lot point. of notoriety, money, all that stuff that those guys are missing, you know, oh. on just a coast choice. We made that point though in the preseason show, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we did say, I, uh, Steve, I think you asked a question. Like, if you're rock star, you're star. Do you consider waving the white flag in the West? Send all your guys east. If Jason Anderson was racing east, where would he be right now? Yeah, top three for sure. He could be winning the title yeah. potentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not, I mean, not taking anything from Hom, but he's been riding pretty well out west. Who knows? Right. I think, uh, I think we all agreed that really? if there was going to be someone to break up this podium thing, it was going to be Kyle Peters. <laughs> you know? Um, Martin already did that, by the way. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cat and Zero, too. Like, they were laps away. If Cat and Zero got third, that would have been, I think, JT would have JT podium in how many years? Nah, JT would have just, we wouldn't have had him on the podcast today. We wouldn't have been able to have him on. <laughs> JT, it would have been a, a DNF anger in parentheses anger. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been unavailable. <laughs> right, right. Um, it, it, yeah, no, it's 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 not good. There's no way around it. Um, it's almost like the it's almost like the GPs are with the under twenty three class. Yeah, you just look at it and you're just like, oh, yeah. it's, it's not good. Um. All right, a couple of things I want to touch on here. Um, one is uh, Zach Bell crashes again, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been getting some heat from Geico people about suggesting that they bench him. Am I crazy, either one of you guys? You are crazy, but that has nothing to do with this. Okay, thank you, thank you. I mean, this is this is just, I mean, okay, hold on. Let me pull up the points here. He has, uh, he's on a Geico Honda bike. He's a past Loretta Lynn's champion. Um, he is 13th in the points. Three points, 11 points, 12 points, three points, eight points. So basically his best finish is an 11th. I will go back to what I said last week, which is what better went on in the outdoors? <laughs> right, right. What are you holding him out for? <clears throat> it would right. really be what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, he doesn't crash outdoors. Oh, wait. No, no, he does. Yeah. So and there's he, really nothing to save him for. He's not, you know? growing, like, he's not growing two inches and putting on 20 pounds. Yeah. You just yeah. You, know, you know what you're getting, and yeah. hopefully he grows out of it, but yeah. there's nothing to really save him for. So. If you're Mitchell Oldenburg, though, do you go over and, like, try to take his bike away? <clears throat> no? I, not, I don't think so, unless okay. you like jail. Right. Time. Um, okay, so another thing. So if I'm going to get on Jeremy Martin – and I'm going to get on Zach Bell here a little bit here and there. And I'm not really getting on Jeremy Martin, but whatever. What does uh, he think? Does he think you're getting on him or no? Yeah, he does. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. He, he rides at Ricky's with, with Ryan Dungey. I'm effed. I mean, I could, I could send this guy a dozen roses every day with some chocolates in the shape of 77, and he's not going to like me. Well, uh, not when you make comments like you did today. Yeah, that's not fair. You're making it sound like it's totally you're doing nothing and it's just the atmosphere down there. Like, did, yeah, what you just said 10 minutes ago is going to get him mad no matter where he's riding. What did I say? 
there's no way that Rodgers, when you're going out of your way to say, oh, Kyle Peters, fifth in points, oh, Jerry Martin, seventh, nobody responds to that well, no matter who they well, are or what their situation Nobody responds to a tweet at the end of the race saying, suck it. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't because, hey, what about that Mathis guy? I don't know. He's never written anything about it. Well, he's an asshole. I don't like him. Well, okay, I won't either. That, that's, like, that's the way it goes, for sure. No, it's not true. Like uh, you're saying, it was completely blameless on your side. Oh, no. I, th- I thought you meant just in general. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, some of the comments you made, riders can be very sensitive. We know this. Yes. Not ju- you cannot just blame it on he's at Carmichael's place. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Maybe he could have done better having thick skin. Maybe the stuff he said wasn't horrible. Right. But I would have given a 50-50 chance no matter what that he was going to get mad no matter who he rides. I, I say a lot of this stuff just to make you guys laugh. I really do. The kid's fast. He's talented. If, I, if Jeremy Martin and Kyle Peters race 100 motos, Jeremy Martin is going to win the, the greater percentage of those motos. Absolutely. So, anyways. Second place, though, for Peters. Huh. Okay, no. All right, listen. If I'm going to get on Martin and I'm going to get on Bell, I, I was following your guys' tweets all day, um, and my, my beloved Canadian, Cole Thompson, he was third early on, I believe. That's another guy. I see Thompson down in practice. Thompson up. Thompson down. Thompson up. Crashes in this main. Crashed in Dallas. He's a little bit of a crasher. He, he, he I didn't think that was his style, but it sure is. I didn't that. think that was his style either, to be honest. Yeah. I really didn't. But, you know, just following tweets, it's like, oh, Thompson down. He's up. You know, no, it doesn't sound like he's cartwheeling, but he's down. You know, I I think he had a chance, at, a legitimate chance at a podium this weekend. Like, Probably, yeah. I, I don't even want to say legitimate. I almost want to say like stamp it. Yeah, if he yeah. didn't crash. Yeah, and That's... same at Dallas, really. Yeah, I think so too. Seems like he's yeah, he's got to figure it he out. He could be having like the breakout series of right. anyone you want to talk about. Well, if he takes crashes out. That's just it. I mean, you talk about this class being a little on the weak side, and it is. And then Kyle Peters got second, but this weekend. But no one's grabbing a breakout. No one's becoming a breakout guy. Like Justin Hill, he's fifth. Eh, he's sort of fifth. He's on a PC bike, you know. Like, is there anybody that's improving their stock, Wygant, from this series? Peters. No, and that's the I mean, problem. Like the opportunity's there. Like if you're Cole Thompson and you don't get it done in this, when he, even worse, he has the speed to do it. Like, yeah. Like we said, yeah. he could have had three podiums right. or two podiums. He didn't do it. Chances are running out. Class will probably never be this. The opportunity will probably never be right, this great again. Right. Like if I'm a team manager, and I'm like, dude, you know, uh, Peters, Canzaro, Oldenburg, Faith. We saw Faith win a heat race, and haven't seen much after that. Yeah. Um, it's like you guys haven't. You, none of you guys took this brass ring and ran with it. You know. I agree. I agree. So I don't know. It's going to get JT even more upset. Keep talking about no, it. I, I, okay. You think though. Do you think that everyone is more naive than us, team managers and team owners-wise? Some of like them. They're gonna, yeah. You do. So they're just like, oh, my God, these guys are on fire. Yes, yes. There's absolutely – no, there's a c- complete pits of morons. Really? For sure. Yeah, that's I totally agree with Steve. Yeah. I totally yeah. do. Yeah. No, there is. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Here's my ultimate <laughs> example, and I, I'll march this story out every time. Everyone was amazed when Josh Hansen was making like a million dollars. Man, we're back on Hanny. Like a million dollars from KTM, right? And I remember Jimmy Button, who was his agent at the time at Loretta, saying, 
Everybody's criticizing why KTM would pay him that kind of money. He raced East Supercross against James Stewart and won a race. Who else can beat James Stewart? And I'm like, Stewart crashed out of practice and didn't even race that night. He was in the race, and he won, and that's why he makes a million dollars. And I'm like, wow, factory KTM, duped. That's horrible. Please tell me why again. Please repeat the story about Tickle also. But Ricky told you about Tickle. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I worked with Ricky at, at Elsinore this year doing TV. And they hadn't signed Tickle yet, but that's obviously who they're interested in. And Ricky's like, look at Tickle. He didn't even know he was going to race a 450 till really late, probably December. Got on it a few weeks before the season. Yeah. And look at how he's improved. If he had just gotten on that thing early, who knows what he could have done. But we all know that's not true. Like, he was known at when he, halfway through the Nationals he was going to be racing a 450. When he won the title, he was kicked out. Yeah, well, I mean, there were a few months of, of Pro Circuit trying to right, change okay. the rules or get around it, but, but it was definitely known before well, December, this is, that's for sure. This is, uh, yeah, see, well, he raced it in off-season. He was raced Geneva and all this stuff. Oh. No, 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 no. It was only a couple weeks. He just got <laughs> on it. This is the people, this is the people yeah. we're dealing with. So, absolutely, there are people out there that will be like, you know, and good for, good for Kyle Peters and these guys that maybe could get a check. But, yeah, the pits yeah. are clueless. There's a lot of people that are clueless. Or they only see it the way they want to see it, right? That's another problem. You want to bend somebody's results or bend somebody's persona around what you want, and you'll just well, keep... yeah, that's some right. people. That's their job right, to right, do, right? You know, right? Like agent, you mean? Right, right. Um, well, yeah, it was it was yeah. Button who was Hanny's agent telling that story, right. and I thought that was ridiculous. But at the same time, that's him oh, doing it an is. awesome job. <laughs> that right. is a ridiculous argument. Yeah, but like that's why I could never. Him, it worked. Like right? I could never be an agent. Forrest Butler's told me a few times you should be an agent. I could never be an agent. I could never march that, that out of my mouth. Like that could never come out of my mouth and me not laughing away, you know, <laughs> and slap back slapping the person I'm talking to. You just can't do it. What kind of world you live in. Uh, that's like when Matt Walker <laughs> won his Supercross and he, and Stewart had crashed, and you're just like, I'm the best there is. I'm the best there is. <laughs> It's like, nope, you're really not. Well, this was Matt Walker shortly before he said he doesn't believe in the internet <laughs> for his motocross schools. I wonder if Weston does. Weston doesn't believe in it for sure. Um, has he been wearing the helmet? I don't know, man. Okay. I, I I'm scared to I'm scared to go look. <laughs> um, okay, what else? I have. I wanted to touch on one thing. You guys were talking about the pits um, and why they were outside. Blah blah blah. Uh, I was told that it was a conscious decision to try to help the teams market better uh, because when they were inside it, you know, sponsors get no coverage yeah. or, you know, any right. of that stuff. So Ooh. it was more failed making a decision to move it outside for sponsors. Was there dudes uh, down in the bottom? No. No, everybody was outside. Yeah, no, so nobody was in the bottom? Okay. No. No. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you guys this super tough question, and – JT, you can't waffle like you normally do. I will, I will waffle if I damn well feel like it. No, you can't. Uh, four rounds left, Wygant. Who wins this title? Eight, nine-point difference. Han to the Frenchman. Uh, I still give the edge to Han. Um, I know we can start doing math. Oh, no, no, Wygant. If Han wins every race and Musk wouldn't get second. Uh, <laughs> stop with that. Stop with that. I'll still give the edge. Uh, <clears throat> Me too. Uh, just because of the points, and um, yep. there's no doubt that Muscan's on the gas right now. Yeah. But I feel like, hey, Wilson was the fave coming into heavy, heavy, heavy fave, yeah. 
and Han already proved that he could go toe-to-toe with that and, and come out with wins in the points lead. So yeah. I'm like, hey, it's still – it can't be worse than that, and he already succeeded there. If if anybody other than Muscan or Wharton or Han win a race in these four races, Weege, will JT throw himself off the press box? Will he throw himself to his death? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he and Wharton will be up there. As – as Freeze takes the checkers and does a fist pump. He'll be wearing raspberry berets <laughs> on the top of the building. <laughs> JT, no! Just throws himself off as he calculates the uh, the national number that these guys will have. <laughs> uh, AJ Canzaro, number 12. <laughs> JT just slitting his wrists just over and over and over. Um uh, uh, JT, who wins the title, Han or Muscan? What's the points right now? Eight, nine, nine, nine. They both won two races. I'm gonna say Han just from the points, but yeah, man, damn, Muscan looks confident now. You're right. Uh, that's that's all. I'm, that's all I'd really be worried about if I was Wilbur. Yeah. I would be very, very adamant about trying to finish ahead of Muscan this weekend in Toronto. Yes, I don't care what place we get. Yeah, yeah. Seven or eight, first and second, third, fourth. All right. You know that he needs to stop that train because you could almost see it in Muscan after Daytona and then mm-hmm. this weekend. Yeah, he's just coming out of a show. It's like he knows it's there for him to take. You now. know, you know, it's funny. Like I expected Wilbur, my my ace, uh, my ace um, reporter, Swisscore was there, and <clears throat> I expected Wilbur to be happier with his ride. But on the TV show, oh by the way, Aaron Bates, back to back podiums, Marvin. That's a true statement. <laughs> All right. Never mind. It is a true statement. You're right. <laughs> um, I expected Wilbur to be pat pumped, but in his interview with Aaron and his interview with Swisscore after the race, he wasn't that pumped. And I almost wonder if it's because he knows he picked his bike up right after Marvin or, or got up right on Marvin's rear fender and the French dude, you know, pulled away. And he knows in his heart, he's like, ooh, like – I had nothing for that guy. I'm a little worried. Yeah, I don't think that the fact that I saw that, I don't think it's lost on him either. Right. You know, right that's right. not – the last two weeks have not been good if you're worried about Marvin Moosecam winning the title. Right. So. So, I mean, you know, it just that, – that feeling overtakes his, hey, I got – you know, I came from last to third. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think he feels like he's much better than everybody in the class. Like, I, I, I think he knows how much better the top few are than everybody else. Yeah. To be honest with you, so it's if you're if you're only worried about a couple guys and one of those couple guys right. uh, you were with and then pulled away and then made five points up on you, it's yeah. not not ideal. Oh, I could see winning a race. I could see Zach Bell winning a race. Seriously, look, he's probably going to crash. But let's. I mean, he's got the speed, right? If he gets a whole shot, I don't, which I don't can, know if he does right now. Yeah, maybe not. His qualifying times aren't aren't setting the world on fire, huh? But, I mean, you can... It, you, honestly, anything's possible. If you crash <laughs> after the race, anything is possible. <laughs> right. And uh, for the record, just before we get going here, who was the guy talking about Kyle Peter beforehand in the season preview? I just want to... Was it... Yeah, oh, yeah, it was me. Yeah, I was the guy, right? Weege, I've been on the Kyle Peters bandwagon last summer. You said you saw something. We didn't know what you had seen in a very limited sample size. I don't even know if he raced a single race last year or he wasn't hurt. So I don't know what you 
Like did he's I, gone there, but did I or did I not tell you that this kid's something? He's got something. You said magic, I think, or something. Like I don't that. know if I use the term magic. I, I, I'm not going to go that far. I feel that you take every underdog and just throw them out there, and when you're wrong, no one, no one cares. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. were supposed to be not be good. That's yeah. why they weren't on yeah. a team. But then when you when Listen. you strike gold, you just keep hammering it home. <laughs> And we think you're um, Nostradamus. Um, no, because I'm the one. I've also said, remember Chad Reed will never race in America again. Yeah. I, 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 I said flip that. Flip the switch, bro. <laughs> flip the switch. We'll flip the switch. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm. I just okay. Like, look, like we said, Dakotas. He's banging the cheerleaders. He's a high school quarterback. Everyone's pick. He's banging the high school quarterback. He yes, yeah. He's a that cheerleader and he's banging the high school. Breaking quarterback. news, folks. Uh, uh, he was the guy coming out at Riders Meeting all those years ago. <laughs> Remember that? That's your Suzuki Rider. Remember Suzuki Rider? Yeah. Coming out at Riders Meeting at Glen Helen. Steve Hudson was going to bring him out. He was going to announce He was going to come out at Riders Meeting. That was definitely not the story. <laughs> yes, it was. Why would you do it at Riders Meeting? I don't know. You. That was the story, bro. Well, we have John Bodner. He wants to talk to you about neck braces. Uh, and the uh, Duke Finch will talk about the accident form. And then we're going to have a guy come out of the closet. Uh, who wants to do this? Chappie? Anybody? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, ask around, JT. You were around back then. Weege, I think this was before your time. No, I was around because uh, I remember <laughs> when I went to Bercy that year, and we got tricked, as they always do. They trick you and end up in the Paris gay bar. Right. Sean Hamblin was so nervous. Like, he had to be adamant that he was not into this. Because he knew that stigma was following any factory Suzuki rider. Right. As a stigma. They were all marked. They were only it was, what, three, it, it was going to be Brett Gray, Brian Gray. It was going to be Pastrana. It was going to be Hamlin. Yeah. Someone on Suzuki was gay. Right. <laughs> so Maybe Roger. Saying, this is horrible. You don't even understand how much I don't like this. Dude, right. i got a chick with me. I'm so unbelievably not gay, everybody. I'm telling you. It was, it was going to be. It was going to happen at Riders meeting at Glen Helen. And it never happened. I just don't know what why that would ever be the story. <laughs> Ask anyone, bro. <laughs> I'm, I don't remember what year it was. but like, Who would have said that? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell everyone in the sport. It was going to be, you know, a great big momentous moment, like a big thing, like, a, you know, like, hey, I, I'm gay. I race with you and we're cool. You know? That's all. All right. Uh, please ask somebody, JC, JT, because they'll confirm my story. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember every part of the story other than the writers' meeting. What do you remember? That there was a, a rider that was gay that was going to come out. He was definitely on a Suzuki, but I. Oh, uh, so he was going to come out, but okay, so, so what? Okay, so it wasn't going to happen. I mean, where was this going to happen? I don't think so. I just can't see that happening. Uh, who who would be up there, Gallagher? Uh, yes, uh, we have a, a moment. Uh, someone wants to make an announcement. Uh, sir, on the no. Suzuki, please come to the front. He would like to <laughs> announce that he is a homosexual. No, it would be like when they Let's do the roll. Give him the hand, everybody. <laughs> like, why would they give him the chance to do that? He why would they give him the floor? Him and Chappie, the gay guy and Chappie, were working on this together. <laughs> it was a coup. It was a coup. No, it, or could, it could have been something like roll call, like... Jason Thomas, here. Hetero. <laughs> Chad Reed here. Suzuki Rider, homo. Suzuki Rider, gay. <laughs> you know, he put his hand up. I don't know. I'm telling you, bro.
If you like girls, raise your hand. Everybody but him raises their hand, and that's how it starts. No, it was it was going to happen. Anyway, how do we get onto this? I have no idea. Where we... I was thinking about that. How did we get onto this? <laughs> hmm. Listen, and l- look, maybe it's Brian Gray. He's one guy that we can't rule out. He's right only now. one letter away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, that was the whole problem. After all the confusion, <laughs> that's where it was in our in our homeschooled sport. It was like Brian Gay. He's gay. He's gay. It was just a, it was an AMA entry error. Yeah, you know those entry forms are jacked. <laughs> so it actually maybe got set at Rogers right. meeting. Yeah, Brian Gay. Right. Oh my God! Did you hear that? That's the Suzuki guy. They just said it. By the time it ball. by the time it reached the pits, like where I was working, it was like Brian Gray's gay riders meeting. Like it just all came together, <laughs> right? Uh, no, I know what we're talking about. We solved it. I was talking about Peters. I wanted some more backslaps for Peters, because um, I, you know, everyone again, Dakotas. Everyone said Dakotas was going to be the Peters of the class. So that's all. Oh, it was Dakotas is banging the quarterback. Yes, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's right, right. And Dakotas Dakota's has been good. Yeah, tenth, tenth, uh, tenth place in the points. What did he do this weekend? Like he never really got it. Again, watching TV, they don't show these dudes. He got twelfth. Uh, yeah, kind of... he crashed on the start. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, he he got second in the heat race, like an easy second, um, and then crashed on the start. Peter Larson ninth, and he crashed from on the start too. Really? Yeah, he was when he he crashed. Separately than Muscan and Han, but when he got up, he was actually even behind them. Hmm. Yeah, that's the, All right. that's why the West Coast guys are tweeting what they're tweeting. <laughs> so basically, if your name is Peter, Peter's anything to do with a Peter, whether you're gay, straight, anything, <laughs> right. you're doing it to do well. If you have a Peter, you know, that's the that's a slang term for wiener. I think that's what he was getting at, Stephen, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. Anything Peter else? Gray. You're probably... Brian dear Gray. Oh. Brian, dear Brian Gray. I mean, it was supposed to be Pastrana for a while. You know, then I it... heard Richie Owens, Pastrana, Hamblin. Yeah. Yeah. And it, basically, you, <clears throat> it was probably the worst marketing Suzuki has ever come across. <laughs> yeah. Buy a Suzuki and you'll be considered gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what kind of rebate you could come up with against that. Like, yeah, what I, are you going to do? I don't know either. Um, okay. What, what? Hey, why get is is Josh Grant coming back for outdoors? Are they going to get yeah. another guy or no? They're going to just wait no. for Grant. Okay. Yeah, one rider team. Yeah, and uh, Grant back for outdoors. Right, right. Yep. Um. All right, guys. I think that's it. Right. Canada next week. Oh, I can hardly wait. Why again? You're not going. No, going. We did our we did our switch flip flop switcheroo. So uh, you're going to have to come up with another guest for the show. Yeah. You thrown out some idea. Remember. Uh, why don't you get give Top Jimmy a chance? Like one of those guys would be good. Yeah, Jimmy wanted to do it. Yeah, I Jimmy, think he'd be good. Jimmy wanted to do it. He'd be pretty good. He didn't want to talk about himself though, which was even better. Like he said, I don't want to just talk about myself. Yeah. So unlike that JT guy who's just yeah oh, nonstop. I'm my own Germany, Germany, fan. Germany, and then Germany. did you see this? And then Art called me the Iron Man. I wasn't gay. Ir- Irv called me. <laughs> Ir- Irv said I was from Australia. <laughs> the KT that was not from was Australia my there because of Everts. That was my highlight of the night, <laughs> without a doubt. He, please tell me how it was said. Uh, Dungey was trying to catch Bill Poto. It's like five laps to go. Yep. And 
you know, Irv's talking, and because uh, Everton, Ryan Dungey out there, the vice president and president of KTM, all the way from Australia, are hoping for a win tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> and then there's me bashing my face off the press box glass. Oh. and then who was from Austria? I don't know. Oh, wasn't there a mix-up? Another mix-up? I thought. Okay, someone tweeted. So. Someone tweeted it. I think we believe me. he never once called Justin Hill not Josh Hill in the entire <laughs> two fifty race. He started it with the rider intros. He was Josh Hill, and I don't think he ever got it right. I think he was Josh all fifteen laps. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, look, he could be a good guy. Do you guys know him? Yeah, Earth? yeah. I talked to him. I, even yeah, in the nationals, guy. going back maybe ten years. Okay. I, really I even have to work with him, and Not, he is a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, totally. Was it was the president and vice president actually there, or was it just Stefan Everts? Yeah, I don't know if there's any verification. Of that comprised yeah, the whole right, vice right. president president deal because right. yeah. Stefan Everts is neither of those. I'm totally right. okay with him, like exaggerating things or you know putting the hype on. Certainly, you need to do that. Um, you know, exaggerating some fat, uh, whatever. Who cares? But look, the guy can't get the basics right. He can't even get the basics. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. Yeah. What are you, you going to say? What are you going to do? It's at this point. It's awesome because a lot of my Twitter followers are listening for it, and they tweet me all day, and so it's funny. Like now, it's got grown into this thing where it's like, what can this guy say? What What else can he screw up? Do you, you know? think though that say there's there was sixty thousand people just as a round number there last night? It was packed. What by the number, way, it looked, it looked packed. What number of people have any idea that he made one mistake? Mm. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, a thousand? I would say less because you couldn't even hear it. Right, right. Couldn't hear it. So yeah. I'm going to say the number is tiny, like a hundred. Yeah. Or maybe two hundred. Right. Well, so when you look at it that way, it's whatever. You know, it's ah, fine, whatever. He does a, He overall, he talks for like ten hours. Yeah. And so well, he, he actually does a really good job. It's just some of the mistakes for us who are enthusiastic fans who know, you know, a lot about the sport. I've been around the sport our whole life. They're glaring mistakes. Like, you know, we can't even believe that you would say that. But it's and it's fine to make a mistake because it's not easy to announce. It's, totally, and it's of course for talking yeah, for ten hours. Right. Yeah. I feel like there there are some so many basic mistakes made. Like. Do you think, do either one of you think, Irv, when Irv shuts the mic off at 10.30 on a Saturday night, do you, either one of you think that Irv reads RacerX online or at all till the next oh, Saturday? Oh, he's heard about us making fun of him. Oh, he has? Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. Has he been hanging out down at Carmichael's place? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you mean he's heard? I just know that he's heard. Really? Yes. Oh, this changes everything. I think he has a plump voodoo doll of you, and he stabs it. I have been having some groin pain lately. Um, huh. Uh, who knew? So, okay, so maybe he does read Racer X during the week then. Yeah, but we don't put I, anything on Racer X about it. Yeah, I don't know if it's, no, no, it's no, more I, hearsay. I mean, like, knowledge, like, to gain knowledge of the sport. Oh. Do you think Irv, like, does any sort of homework – or even is an enthusiast of the sport where he's, like, saying, oh. No, I don't think that that's the weakness. I don't think that that's the problem at all. Like, I know Irv rides. Irv, 
he'll tell you a million times how many local races he's done, how long he's been around. I don't think that knowledge is what we're saying. Like, he knows that KTM is from Austria. He knows that. Does he? Yes, yes. he does. He does. Definitely. He just screws it up. It doesn't, he doesn't know. <laughs> no, Absolutely. He, he, and he knows he's that been around one is named Justin Hill, and he knows that one is named Josh Hill. He just screws it up, but he knows that. Okay. Big difference. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, others out there that don't, but he doesn't. I'm in full agreement with Wygan on this. Okay. Yeah. All right. He knows. That's ridiculous. Okay. No, you can you can talk to Irv, have a conversation, and you will will be fully convinced that he knows what he's talking about. There's no doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you talk for ten hours, he does have the uh there, there's a chance he's gonna make a huge mistake as far as Look <laughs> just confusing things. If if anyone from Feld is listening to this, I will do Irv's job for one day. Please keep track of my mistakes. I bet you I have less than five in I don't 10 know. Hours. You screw up a lot of things. And you put me in stories all the time that it's well, not me or the story's wrong. Whatever. That's just, you know. I'm not going to be telling stories at the race. I'm going to be, you know, reporting on what I see and what's going on. I, I don't know. It's like, why get? Why get? You got to back me up on this because you've often said you shouldn't make any mistakes. You're professional. Yeah, I don't. Think it's, I don't You're professional. I don't think that's your job. You shouldn't make mistakes. I've tried to give, you know, some announcers here and there a break, and you won't have it. Well, I can't. You won't take yeah, it. Yeah, only because I feel like when you. <clears throat> of course. I hate even going on the subject because it just seems like so. It's so loaded. I'm just saying it for my own personal. Game. No, but so I'm just, just like, your personal you watch, theory. Just your theory. You watch these March Madness games. You're not going to hear the announcer screw up anything ever in any of them. Right. They don't. They just don't screw it up. Right. That's just part of the job. That's right. all. Right. But at the same time, you know, ABC and college basketball with the dude having five researchers and getting paid a million dollars a year, Earth's job is probably a little bit uh, lower profile than that. So. Right. right. Of course, JT, we are talking to a guy who missed the start of the race. Fair point. Right. We, I mean, this is yes, a guy. That one of the biggest blunders in the history of the sport. Of your sport, not mine. <laughs> yes, you actually ruined my sport. I used to like motocross. Now I don't. <laughs> motocross has barely recovered. Uh, JT, how was your BTO Sports uh, VIP experience this weekend? Uh, it was awesome. It was really, good. really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody was good? Yep. Did they get to meet Chad? They did. Oh, yes. okay. I've gotten a, I've gotten a better... Uh, the schedule? <laughs> yeah, flow, I, flow think, chart? I think it's going to work better now. <laughs> Um, what, can you elaborate on it for us? Did no. Wait, okay. All right. Cannot. And Chad is the only guy that you try to make, get them to meet. You never take him over to Stewie or RV. No, I can't. I mean, Dunge? if they want to, I'll try to get an autograph line, but I just don't have the pull. Like I can't right. say, Hey, can you come over here for a second? You know, you know what you could never... do though? Like for autographs, you could full on walk, you know, underneath the tent. You know, there's somebody underneath the tent, you know, you could say, Hey, James, can you just sign this real quick? Like I've done that. No, I could, but I just wouldn't feel as comfortable. But have any of your guys ever asked you for weirdo stuff that you can't do? Uh, Yeah, and I just basically tell them, like, I don't, you know, I don't have access to those guys like I do with Chad. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it, and I don't want to put myself or them in that situation where he's going to be like, no. Right. (laughs) All right. So are you all sold up for Toronto? You have those spots? Uh, I have one spot left, actually, which that's a good – I was going to talk about it on the show tomorrow. Okay, um, we can do that. Yeah, I have one left, so. Right. Will they meet Chad Reed? Uh, yeah, I would assume that, it, you right. know, hopefully. Uh, breaking news, just got this tweet in. 
I hope everyone is ready for what Stroopy981 is about to do. Guy is putting in solid work and really doing big things. Hashtag comeback season. Oh, he's going to race. Is he going to race? Yeah, I think so. Outdoors? He was tweeting that he's been riding the last four months. Wow. Stroop outdoors? Yep. Nice. All right. All right, everybody. BTOsports.com. RacerX. Podcast, uh, Indianapolis wrap-up, presented by ThorMX, our friends at ThorMX. Thank you to those guys. Uh, anything else, guys? Are we good? Uh, I sure hope so. This has been one of the longest ever. No, it hasn't actually been. Not even close. Really? Nope. It's been an hour and a half. Mm, yep. Yeah. Hour and 20 of actual recording. We've done hour and a half, hour 40. Oh, yeah. yeah. Many times. Yeah. Call Peters, bro. I, I feel like you didn't go to the race, and you're, <clears throat> you're, you're just mining us for other – using this as a deep dive in Intel. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that that very well could be. Um, I am really far north in Canada right now, by the way. I'm surprised phone lines work here. Bro, come on, stop it. Like, what? I feel like the girl in the the lobby of the hotel has, like, the plug-in you know, operator system. She's, like, plugging in lines. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Okay. Where are you? Um, really far north in Ontario. Tell me where, and I, and I, will, I, don't know. I will laugh at you. It, it, it's some kind of... Indigenous Eskimo name. You're ridiculous. It is not. Okay. You're probably half hour outside of Toronto. Definitely not. Mm. Uh, Weege, I can't believe you're not going to Toronto. It's a real bummer for sure. Many Canadians are going to be upset, but hey, whatever. Yeah, something about the race, the loose moose on Friday. I will, I will have a hole in my heart for that. Yeah. That's usually a good time. Yeah. I'm going. Where I am, there are actually loose moose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in Thursday. I'm going in early, as usual. So, JT, maybe we'll hang Friday. Thursday night, dinner, bro. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming to doing podcast Indianapolis wrap-up. Uh, go Kyle Peters. <laughs> See ya. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.